Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being here today. I am so excited about sharing this interview with you. I hope you're well. I hope this finds you well. Boss and Priska Wajers Bauman, I may be saying that last name incorrectly, are so cool. <laughs> Y'all, so cool. I had not met them um, prior to this interview, though I had followed their posts and their work for a while. And it was a few months ago, I just put out a Facebook post that said, hey, who would you like to see me interview? And these two came up a couple of times. And so I asked and they said yes, uh, which is amazing. Thank you so much for, uh, thank you for being here, boss and Prescott. And thank you for how you walk in the world. It's such an honor to meet you and witness you. And so <laughs> I, you know, they called themselves the love alchemists, y'all, the love alchemists. And I truly believe after the experience that I had just being in their energy and in their in their field, um, that there's true alchemy with these two. There's true, um, energetic magic, you know? Um, and so I'll just share briefly that, uh, when we said yes, and this is the first couple that I've interviewed, I've interviewed other people about relationships, but I hadn't interviewed a couple. And when we were coming up on this interview, it's like I say in this interview, there's always, um, <laughs> there's always something that I learn from each and every episode. But with this one, it was very interesting because as we were coming into the episode and as we were getting closer to the interview date, there was an activation in my energy field and in my soul. And I had been really asked to re-examine my relationship with the concept of union, um, because my soul is really here for union and masculine feminine union and, um, even hero scammers union. And, and, you know, I had been, hmm, 
been through some unions with some humans as well. And so there was some healing to do in the way I viewed primarily those human relationships, but also union as a concept in my own heart. So I started having this union activation when these two came into my field. (laughs) And the first time we scheduled the interview, um, I, I wasn't quite ready. And then boss got ill and, and I definitely am not like wishing that on anyone, but I thought, okay, cool. Like I could use another two weeks here with whatever is going on. And then the day of the interview, I just had this, I mean, the union, <laughs> um, alchemy was just so strong in me and, um, you know, it was like burning off some, some residue of some blocks and things like that. I mean, so potent and you don't hear it in the interview, (laughs) but I'm sharing it now. When we first got on zoom and we were looking at each other, I was like, who the fuck are you powerful people? (laughs) And they said, who the fuck are you? Um, you know, so it was, it was very nice to, um, relate (laughs) as very uh, kindred spirits in that way. So turns out that there was a reason, and I'm going to share that reason in this episode. You'll hear it. Their story had such medicine for me, and I know it's going to have such medicine in various ways for multiple people listening. And so, (laughs) you know, just... uh, welcome these two and what they're walking with and what they're offering into your heart. And if this is new language to you, I'll explain that a little bit more. So when we have activated certain um, codes, certain truths, when we have, you know, we talk about sacred remembering here, and, and we're remembering these ancient parts of ourselves, these parts of ourselves that may have walked um, in different lineages or with different um magical powers or medicines, you know, um, gifts that, that we possessed in, uh, previous incarnations and we ignite them in this life where our soul comes in with some kind of potential and we follow those nudges, um, because that, that's part of sacred remembering. I actually call it like remembering forward because you're walking forward toward a deeper and deeper remembrance. And as we do that, um, you know, we're honoring what has been laid out before us and what is ahead of us. And as we do that, we, we ignite the medicine. And so these two, by, in my opinion, by saying yes to this love relationship and stepping into the calling um, that they were given, they have said yes to being what I'll call code carriers of certain levels and potencies and capacities of union itself. Um, That's what I feel um, by being in their field. And so um, the love alchemists, y'all, it's a very literal um, 
title that they have that they have chosen for themselves. Um, so boss and Prisca, thank you again for being here. I want to invite anyone who's listening and has been listening to me talk about Heartland, um, which is a deep and potent transmission that is coming through about women's energy and resources. So resources of time, resources of money, um, all resources. You've been hearing me talk about it. We begin April 15th. Um, and it's an eight week transmission and teaching series where, um, we're going to be working with soothing the nervous system, really looking at this unified heart, um, and, and the frequencies that are coming from the planet, um, from Sophia Gaia, these diamond light, these plasma frequencies that are really inviting women into, um, a new way of creation. So we look at our integrity with our resources, and then we lastly come into a new creation consciousness. And I'm going to be teaching the energetics for that. You can learn more at sarahpoet.com or just message me directly because my website is under construction a bit. And so you, um, you can find everything, but you can also just email Sarah at sarahpoet.com and um, let me know if you're interested. We can chat about it and yeah, make sure that you're getting on that mailing list, but we're starting soon. April 15th. So if this is speaking to you and you want to come into right relationship with your energy and resources, don't we all women in the patriarchy, um, we are, you know, turning the tide with energetics like this and, and with these frequencies, um, and transmissions like heartland. So welcome, 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 step on in and, so much love to all of you listening. I'm really excited about the feedback that's been coming about the podcast. I know that you're listening. I know that you are benefiting from these transmissions. So I just am sending so much love and appreciation right here and right now. Um, toward you and for you, I will ask that you rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify, where you listen to podcasts. It helps. It helps to um, get the word out there to more people about the podcast. So if you enjoy this episode, definitely be sure to look up Boss and Prisca and um, forward the episode to someone with a personal recommendation. Like, hey, I think that you would love this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, right? So thank you for being here. So much love to you on your path of sacred remembering. And here's Boss and Prisca. Boss and Prisca Wajers Bauman are relationship and intimacy experts and help brave hearts to reclaim the power in their romantic life. They guide you to experience deep, soul-igniting love, no matter if you're single or already in a relationship. Boss and Prisca are both talented healers and don't only work with classical coaching tools, but also implement deep spiritual work to get to the core of the issue. The Love Alchemists have been featured in Marriage.com, The Good Men Project, Kindred Spirit, Savannah East, and more. 
If you are ready to heal your love life and attract or create the love relationship that lights up your soul, go to thelovealchemist.com and book your discovery call today. Hello, Boss and Prisca. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you so much for having us, Sarah. We're so blessed to be here and honored. Yeah, very honored. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, You all are the first couple on the podcast. Uh, So excited. We're going to talk about sacred union today. And um, there's already a lot of just alchemy going. And so we're just going to trust the sharing process here and um, invite you all to share your love story with us. But, you know, all the real, the real that goes with that too (laughs) is welcome here. So you all call yourselves the intimacy is it alchemist the love alchemist the love alchemist yeah apologies no No problem do you want to introduce yourselves and and just talk about um i want to hear about what you do with couples and where you are in the world and that kind of thing and then i want to dive deep into your love story yes thank you thank you for asking um well we call ourselves the love alchemists And we are relationship and intimacy coaches. And we work since a couple of years together as a couple. Um, We married last year. So since a couple of months also as a a, a, husband and wife. wife, (laughs) Yes. Um, And what we do in our work is we work with singles and with couples. And actually, if I am going to put it as simply as possible, is that we help people support people in finding who they are in love finding how they can rise in love be it within themselves be it in partnership Um, it's really about finding this alignment where you can connect with mother earth but also with 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 uh through the the upper chakra with the cosmos or the universe or God or the divine or whatever people want to call it. And it's really becoming this beautiful vessel of love, actually. Mm. Like we're, we're also very down to earth. It does sound, sound very spirit weary and woo-woo we are. spirit weary and woo-woo. But also it's, it's like really down to earth how to really co-create or, or attract when you're seeing all this beautiful love relationship that you, that you want um, in your life. That's what Be- you do. Beautiful. So you're activating the the blueprint, mm-hmm. it sounds like, of the person, of who they really are, and so that they can attract who is a, an actual match for them. Can we use this for our work? That was perfect. <laughs> that was the perfect yes. summary of what we do. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I work a lot with these energetics as well. And, and I'm the same. It's like, yes, we're down to earth um, and practical and psychological and scientific. And also energy and spirit are very real things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this... Um, the embodiment so my practice i don't know if you know this is called embodied breath yeah yeah so that that merging of masculine and feminine inside um of one body and also um yeah i've been working more with the the blueprints and um yeah that just that that alchemy of the feminine and masculine um as as it really informs the blueprint of the person so Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful 
Yeah, beautiful. So can we jump right into your love story? So I went to your website and Mm -hmm. you have some fun facts about yourself (laughs) on there. (laughs) And I learned that one of you, when you met, you met online, you met Mm -hmm. over our Facebook and you were in two different countries and one of you was married. Yep. That's true. Are these stories that you're willing to share? Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, wow. That's, um, Okay, so you felt you knew an attraction. Yeah, just lead us in. Yeah, well, it was actually, I was still married. And um, it was not like, it was not, a, I was not in a bad marriage by no means. Um, but I always felt being in this relationship that this what was not a, a, a reflection of who I, if we're talking about blueprints, who I really was and what I really needed and if I have to say it very simply I was actually settling in that relationship but I really want to stress out that it was not a bad relationship because lots of people always think okay when somebody leaves then the the marriage must be bad but this was definitely not the case Um, I went at one point I went online in a Facebook group and it was a, a Facebook group of uh, people from all over the world that came together. It was spiritual. And at one point, someone suggested that we could do a collective meditation on a specific time that everybody all over the world could tune in. And together, we would somehow raise the, the energy of the earth or the vibration. And Priska was also in that group. And I was living in, in the, the Netherlands because I'm Dutch. And Priska was living in Switzerland because she's Swiss. Um, and we already knew each other a little bit because we were both in the same group and we would comment on posts and then we would also comment on each other. So we already knew kind of who, who we were. And then we started this meditation and actually immediately the first meditation, what happened while I was sitting on my Dutch couch was that Priska was immediately there she was in my presence she was sitting on my couch and not as some sort of a fata morgana but but because i really had the feeling that i could touch her that i I could hear her that i could almost smell her um we were looking in each other's eyes and i don't know exactly what happened but really my heart broke open and i was i was overwhelmed with love with a love that I had never felt before. Um, and I was scary as shit, to be honest, because of course I was like, I, I, I was already spiritual and I had read about things, but this was so overwhelming for me. And I had never, uh, it had never happened before. So I did not know what to do with it. So I actually left it. And then the second time we did a meditation the exact same thing happened. And that was the point where I thought I cannot, keep this to myself so I have to share this with Priska not knowing why I wanted to share it but it needed to come out so I I um, wrote to Priska and, and expressed to her what had happened in my space yeah and then um, I had then my first my first nervous breakdown followed because um, the exact same thing happened to me too I could like he was just in my Swiss apartment I felt him I saw him and it was so intense. And 
as Paul said, we already knew each other before and we had this kind of friendshipy thing going on. Um, but nothing, like nothing romantic at all, because he wasn't even my type. He was 11 years older, married with kids in another country, like zero, zero thoughts about anything romantic, romantically. And then this happened. And I just felt also this love and it was just so overwhelming. And I was like, oh, F. <laughs> um, like, um, yeah, what am I going to do? And when he then shared that with me, I, I would have never said anything because, you know, he was married, right? So, but he came with that. And then I just knew, oh man, this probably has to mean something. And this is the start of our story that Boss then told his wife about that, his back then wife. And um, she, like, he then wanted to come and visit me and figure out what this was. If this was solely, you know, some kind of a soulmate connection and, but nothing earthy, just some kind of, some twin flame twin flameish, but it doesn't mean that you have to be together right, right. um and um yeah i didn't want him to come at all because i just felt like i can only lose either i'm then the marriage wrecker or i'm going to be left alone with a broken heart you know and this story mm. i already knew <laughs> so i was not really eager on repeating that one but i just realized i i had to see him i had to figure that out because it was just too big not to figure it out so he came to switzerland and we met and like, yeah, like I, we met at the airport in Switzerland. I even ran past him because I didn't see him <laughs> because I was waiting <laughs> at the wrong entrance of the airport because there are like three countries coming together. And I waited in the French part instead of the Swiss part. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but anyhow, so I ran past him and like a magnet that was pulled towards this man all of a sudden. And then I lied in his arms crying. Mm. And after 10 minutes, I was like, I hope you're boss because I didn't even look at you. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like what Prisco already said because I have read about twin flames, about soulmates, and like this material, all this was new to me, and 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 I really did not know. Okay, what is it? But I felt if I do not anticipate on it, I it will have a very big impact on me and therefore also on the people around me. So it, it almost was like a, a, a calling that I had to go to Switzerland. And what Chris Corey said, the moment that we like physically touched when, when she put her head on my, on my chest and I, I put my arms around her, it was so clear. And I also had like visions of, of uh, like some sort of a Scottish Irish landscape where we, probably in a former life had been together and it all made so much sense. And mm. yeah, this was actually the point that, that I could not deny it anymore. So I had to, yeah, I had to take steps. Yeah. So we, we really felt like coming home um, with each mm. other and he then stayed for three days, four days in Switzerland. And um, funnily enough, my, um, my neighbor was exactly then out of, the country so he could stay at her place because I didn't want him in my apartment um and also for other fun fact <laughs> I was exactly in this week I had um, an actress a former actress and I, I had like an um, opening night of the theater play I was playing in and I was playing this married woman who fell in love online with a much younger man and <laughs> like oh my god i have to like really double check my like my choices of part of roles that i'm doing but anyhow she so was sitting there first row on this opening night and 
yeah, like after a week or these four days, he went back to the Netherlands and I had no clue what would happen, what he would going to choose because I was very clear and, you know, like you really have to choose what you want to do and what feels right to you. And he didn't want to know if I would even choose this relationship it was because it was clear that I would have to leave the country because he had kids. I was actually just me and my dog. Um, so he didn't want to even know what I would do. And yeah, I was so sad and I don't know, I don't even have words how I felt when he left. Um, and I also didn't know what, which, what I actually was hoping for, you know, if he actually would leave his wife or not, because both solutions were so terrible in a way for me. Mm. Um, yeah, but obviously yeah, he chose for this relationship and he filed for divorce when he came home and ha- not only like, let me see half a year later, I was already living in, in the Netherlands, not with him in my own apartments in, in, or in my own place. And I didn't have an apartment on my own, but, um, yeah. And then another one and a half years later, we moved in together <laughs> and that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's beautiful to hear how you uh, share the story space and let one another talk and, and speak to your part of the story. So I'm really enjoying this. Thank you so much. Mm. One of the things that sticks out to me out of that story was, well, first of all, the integrity like the integrity and alignment with your own soul. And I I need to explore this thing that I've never felt before. Mm. Um, And then also the integrity, it sounds like with the transparency Mm. um, in the, in the situation at hand, but yeah. yeah, So I'll pause there. That wasn't even what I was going to say, but that's (laughs) what came out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, this tra- this transparency, um, I couldn't do it any other way. And I know, like, my whole life, I am a person that I could never, like, keep secrets or could never mm-hmm. lie. But especially this, because this felt so big, that I also had to feel, I had the feeling that I had to inform my, my then wife uh, about everything that happened, because I didn't want to be this man that made decisions behind backs mm. and, and, and and it would not have happened if because I wanted to even talk she was also in this group so I knew her mm. Mm. and I had this picture of you know this perfect family um, and this is what made it so so incredibly painful it would made it so incredibly painful because I knew her personally and um, I even one before he came here I wanted to talk to her you know that she really that he was not just you know talking telling me that she knew about everything but that she really knew about everything and she did and um so this was really really important to me because I was not up to any affair or being a secret or you know like I really wanted if this is going to happen everything has to be out in the open Mm -hmm. and this is how we handled it and it has been like it really was a very very painful way um, but the only way we could choose. Mm. Uh, also, we have been sharing our story and uh, online and like, like nobody liked it in the beginning, you know, <laughs> like, especially from my side, like also all my friends were, uh, most of my friends were like, oh my God, really don't do this. And, you know, it was really, it was a very lonely path for a way. Mm. Yeah. For a time. yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. And 
that gets to what I was going to say is that, so while you're honoring this deep soul calling and I'll say recognition, there was also a lot of fear. And I, I want to lift that up that I think sometimes this notion of falling in love or finding a soulmate, like we want that level magic, but that comes with an initiation and mm. a level of fear. Yes. Yes. So much fear. So true. I have never cried in my life so much like in the first four years of our relationship. I was so often thinking, am I doubting myself? Thinking, am I doing the right thing? What am I doing? I'm such an asshole. The guilt, like the shame, like all this also, you know, ancestral stuff that just comes up or, mm. you know, societal um, ideas that just... It, it was it was so painful to go against the stream, but knowing that's my soul's path, knowing that's even though if it's not going to work out, I need to do that now. I need to follow this truth, and otherwise, I'm kind of cutting off my soul in a way, or yeah, or, yeah, or hurting my soul. Yeah, and even even apart from the the relationship on its own, or the decision to to go for this relationship, <clears throat> what also was incredibly frightful because. I and Priska as well, from the start, when we dared to speak out that we wanted to go for it and, and wanted to commit to it, there was so much fear because I knew on, I don't know even what level that this would be not for the, how do you say that? Faint of the for the faint of heart is because I would be turned inside out, upside mm. down, shaken, stirred, whatever. I knew that if I would give my heart to this woman, that it would not be an easy ride and that I would have to face myself and my shadows and everything that I had not dared to look at mm. uh, that I had to do that. Yeah. And we had a lot of stuff going, you know, like also when we were together and finally, and everything was sorted out and we were even living together, there was so much stuff we had to go through as, also as a couple, you know, so much old pain came up and because we had such a rough start, everything that went wrong there came up mm -hmm. up in our faces. And so it really was like just standing in this fire and burning away all the shit stuff that didn't belong to us anymore. But it was really, yeah, as you say, there was so much fear, mm -hmm. so many tears. And of course, also the beauty and, and the magic and yeah, like yeah. something I would never trade for anything in this world mm. and still That's is. A, yeah. 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 Beautiful. I'm so glad it worked out. Okay. So I, mm. <laughs> I shared with the two of you and I shared on Facebook this morning mm. that there was this alchemy about this conversation. So I've said before about this podcast that there's this divine timing element Often, whenever I do an interview, there's something going on in my life where, like, I I need to look at it. So a couple of weeks ago, I um, interviewed a dating coach, and I was like, I don't want to date, and I could just hear my shit coming up, <laughs> you know. And I was like, Oh man, I'm 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 blocking this, and so you know, here comes this interview. And it was supposed to happen two weeks ago. And then boss, I'm so sorry that you got sick. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was like, I'm not fucking ready for this. <laughs> because <laughs> Something's going on here. So then, you know, looking at your website and, and hearing you um, both have a connection with Mary Magdalene and Master mm -hmm. Jesus. And I want to go there in a moment, but mm -hmm. listening to your story 
actually, so there's, there's some sort of alchemy here between your story and me and, and the medicine that you all are providing. And I just want to thank you for that because I've actually never shared the story that I'm about to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I share a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. So what you have just described, that level of recognition and that level of difficulty was what I engaged in in 2018. Mm. I was I was Prisca. Mm. And in the end, it did not work out. Yeah. And the initiation was, I don't know, too big. We were we tried to go too fast or we didn't handle it with integrity. You know, you could say a lot of things. Um, but we were in a ceremony probably five, six months into the relationship. And it was a shamanic group ceremony. And I watched as there was a, a point of like, are you going to go forward? Or are you not going to go forward? And I watched his soul mm. go back. Go back. Uh. And within the next 10 days, everything crashed. And within the next two months, he went back to his wife. And so thank you for sharing your story. And then that just opened that up for me to be able to, to say that. And it's like the pain of it is not present, but I haven't had a way to tell that story without feeling like the total shithead. (laughs) <laughs> you know? uh, I really hear you. I yeah. really hear you. And yeah. the fear is real because people many people are not ready to hear it and to 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 really see the person behind the story and you know know what it means. But yeah. I, I totally I totally understand that this must have been so hard. Oh my god. Yeah. So what happened afterward was a deep dark night of the soul where I had to go back and just collect pieces and collect pieces and um, was shown a lot about that relationship and our, our contract. And, and I was told like, yeah, that was, you know, that was who you thought it was. And your mission is actually complete in this lifetime. So, you know, get back up, keep going and recognize union with God and spread that message. Um, so I was like, fuck, that's not as fun <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> potentially. Um, but yeah, so thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And um, thank you for being, I, it's so brave and courageous to have done that and to have done that together and to honor your soul journey. Um, mm-hmm. And for both of you to like own your shit <laughs> mm-hmm. as as it came up in, I mean, that level of soul connection is going to just test you. I mean, it's going to like, you're going to have to purge all mm-hmm. of the, the muck um, that's kept you otherwise, you know, safe for mm-hmm. probably lifetimes and lifetimes playing it safe. Like boss said, yeah. um, but if you're going to go for that level of connection, there's going to be those things that do have to burn off in that fire that you have to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um so thank you for walking it and walking it together and modeling that for everyone. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much, Sarah. And, and thank you very much for also telling your part of the story yes. because this also um, creates some sort of a, 
and I'm, I don't want to like snoop off of it, but it's because for us, and I know like deep down, I know it's very special what, what has happened between us and the, the commitment that we dare to make. But to hear your story and to also hear your words after you sharing it, um, it's also beautiful to not take what has happened between us for granted because sometimes it can feel so normal Mm. even though it has been painful and it has been hurtful and I had to burn down uh, and burn away so much shit that was still clinging on to me. Sometimes I'm in this space where I feel, yeah, but we just were us and we just did what we did. And I did not do something so special. And to hear your words mm. also is for me a recognition that it actually is it's quite very a special, special thing. It yeah. is. And also, I think I also want to say thank you for sharing your story. Yes. I think it's very, very brave mm. um, in a society that is so judgmental mm. about these things or around these things. And, you know, sometimes I'm not sure, I don't even know that I think that you have done something wrong, you know, because you said something like, um, yeah, maybe we were not that open about things or whatever. But I really believe sometimes um, these kind of soul connections, their work is really uh, is different in the world than being together. It's really mm-hmm. about something else. And I, of course, I don't know. I'm just saying something that I'm feeling here, which mm-hmm. is want to say that it's not about right or wrong or you know, they were strong enough and they weren't, you know, it's not about like putting them into some kind of drawers. It's just about what was the soul, were the souls together? What the, want to, what, what did they want to co-create together in this lifetime? Right. This is, I think what I believe. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to hijack the conversation in that direction. Oh, you don't. Far, <laughs> but um, yeah, part of my meditations even still are, you know, I, I've always cared very, very deeply about the masculine and what the masculine has to go through in this patriarchal culture, mm-hmm. uh, which is different. I mean, there's this gender program for women and a gender program for, for men. And mm-hmm. I watched my father suffer in that gender program and how it played out in my life. And so I really spent my life dedicated to teaching male adolescents and, and like the masculine heart, you know, it was like, give me a kiddo in schools that was closed down and pissed and didn't have a dad. And like, I was going to forge connection. I mean, that was, that's what I was doing. Mm. And so my walk has really been in that, in that sacred remembrance as a woman of my devotion to the sacred masculine and the potential there. And that doesn't go away because a beloved could not, as a man in this lifetime, stand up in that way. Mm-hmm. But rather, it's it's like more of my calling to love and honor the almost like the healing and the potentiality of the masculine, you know, as we heal from these, these gender programs. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been quite a while and I've I've been through another relationship since. Um, And so I'm, (laughs) I'm much more able to talk about the beautiful soul alchemy and all of the potential of it not working out, you know, it, it, it's not an ache anymore. It's, uh, yeah. 
a part of the soul mission and mm-hmm. how to honor him and you know all other beings for you know we're called to do hard things on this path of honoring soul and of honoring love and union and so you know let's just remember that whether or not mm. those around us can really remember that wow beautiful thank you <laughs> so yeah. Beautiful. yeah yeah it's really beautiful and it's a gift it's also a gift for um for the masculine on this earth that yeah. there are more and more women like you Sarah who just stand up and who are able to see and honor the masculine through their own pain this is such an incredibly big gift and i really want you to to uh, feel that 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 you bringing that to the earth is really one of the biggest gifts that is needed in this very oh, yeah. moment yeah mm, yeah thank you thank you Ah, so thank you all. That was really a beautiful connection. I really appreciate Mm. that conversation. I would love to hear more about your connection with Mary Magdalene. And I say Master Jesus. I I don't know what you say, but that's what my soul has directed me to say. So whatever you call him um, in many different languages and traditions. But I I did read this on your website as well. And I thought, ah, fuck, these are my people because (laughs) 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 reclaiming um, that relationship with Mary Magdalene and Master Jesus and, um, you know, putting them both back on the altar figuratively Mm -hmm. and literally um, in my devotional practice has just been central. So I would just love to hear more about your story there yeah do you want to start yeah i I try to keep it a bit short because it's such a long story um Mm. but i grew up like my my grandparents grew up with my grandparents and my parents in the same house and my grandparents were very religious so they read the bible and uh, as i knew very early on about jesus and what he did and um then a friend of mine she went into came into some kind of a sect and she was like super preachy about Jesus. And then I turned totally away from everything doing with having to do with Jesus or religion, or I was just like, no go for me for years. And then um, like in 2012, this was not even so long ago, Mary Magdalene just showed up in my life. She just knocked on every door and was like, what the hell? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, what do you want? And it was just like all these portals opened and she kind of came to me and I then went to to Jerusalem and I went to the sacred like to, to France to sacred France to like just really figure out what does this energy have to do with me and it just really felt like I am part of her she's part of me like we're kind of belong together and like on this whole journey like this whole sacred union came into my life like Jesus came into my life back in in a whole new story and it it healed so much within me like what how I perceived religion and how I see them now actually um not connected to to any religion and it just um yeah it's they're so important to me and their union they showed up in so many ways and it's also why we have been we married last year um um, quote-unquote normally first but then also we went to sacred front and had this beautiful um wedding in their name with people who actually are mm. templars and they uh yeah married us in in the name of jesus and mary magdalene and it was just so <laughs> beautiful and it, yeah so they are a very important part of our lives yeah wow clearly congratulations on your wedding thank, thank you. you thank yeah. you 
Yeah, for me it was like my my grandfather. I always he was working in the church. I don't know the English word for that. Like the person who puts before the mass starts, he prepares, puts, the mess. He prepares everything. Mm, so I don't I always, know either. No, so I always went with him to the church and like preferably that I would help him. But what actually always happened is that I sat at the feet of Yeshua and that I had whole conversations with him. And for me, it was really um, because I really felt life when I had conversations with him. I really felt that he was embodying what life should truly be about um, about religion, about spirituality, merging it with being in this earthly human vessel that our bodies uh, are, and really about spreading this this beautiful, ignited, merged love between the inner inner masculine and the inner feminine. And of course, I was young and I didn't know about all the terms, but I really felt that this was how it should be and then uh through my relationship with prisca because of course i heard of mary magdalene and i read about her Uh, but through prisca i also learned more about her and then like actually what happened between us also almost felt happened in the relationship that because of us together also brought my Yeshua and her Mary Magdalene together. Mm-hmm. This all felt like so naturally and beautiful and in flow and yeah, yeah. Like this alone, we could have a podcast because there are so many crazy stories <laughs> <laughs> that we could tell that happened on on our journey. Yeah. So yeah. So when I heard today that you were also because I did not know, I just assumed because you were about sacred <laughs> union, right? Mm-hmm. But then I thought like, oh, of course she is. Of course she is. <laughs> it's just people like people. We we find each other, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, absolutely. And my. My story um, has similarities. You know, I think so many women can relate, Prisca, to what you shared uh, around having that experience with mm-hmm. Master Jesus that just was more oppressive than mm-hmm. what Boss was describing. And Boss, I really appreciate your um, your story about sitting at the feet and feeling, did you say, what life should be like? Yeah, what life should be like, yeah. Yeah, really beautiful. And that just speaks to that direct channel in your own heart uh, with that with that energy of Yeshua. So beautiful. So, yeah, a big part of your life to have gotten married in France and in their name. Oh, my goodness. I would listen to that podcast. I would read that book. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whatever you all. <laughs> Whatever you all decide to do, I support. Thank you for the invitation. That's a beautiful invitation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, and you know that there's just—I don't know that that story's been written yet. Of course, not yours has been written yet. But you know, the Magdalene manuscript was such an influential mm-hmm. book a few years mm-hmm. ago, and yeah. so there are these channeled texts. But yeah, we are the living remembrance. And um, I was actually reading this morning. I was I was directed to. <laughs> no surprise um in my meditation pick up this book it's called remembering union or remember union and it's a channeled text uh through mary magdalene Mm. and i was thinking 
you know, this, I'm not here to debate religion or anything like that, but this belief that there's going to be this, you know, that that a being is going to come back with the Christ energy mm-hmm. and and say that's like very prolific in religion. Like there's this waiting on this mm-hmm. um you know on the second coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in all of us. I mean, this is what you're talking about, in my opinion, when you're talking about, you know, activating this blueprint is activating this um this union energy, this Christic um, energy. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like we are all the sacred remembrance of the magic and the energy of the union that they carried. Would you agree? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I when, when you said it, I immediately got goosebumps and that's always a sign for me that somebody speaks also my inner truth. Yeah, I, you know, like in the end, well, how I see it, I always see that like there's this sacred grid around the planet Earth. And like we are here to kind of nurture this grid with love. And it's this 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 love that you cannot, well, it's, it's unconditional love, you know. And of course, it can be lived in various ways, but it's li- really about um, activating this this Christ consciousness, you could call it, or just this unconditional love within ourselves so that we are able to nurture this grid and to actually recreate, co-create a new, a new planet or the planet, the change that we actually want to see. And that's how I see it. That's how I always visually see it when, when we're working or when I ask Mm. for guidance. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm a grid worker too. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. So I would love to, ask you a little bit more about well i have one more question about your relationship because i know i could talk to you all day so i (laughs) want to ask you one more conversation or one more question about your relationship and then ask you a few questions about your practice if that's okay Okay. of course thank you so you mentioned feminine and masculine and um you mentioned you know that you had to go through a lot of stuff after you did make the commitment to be together. And so I'm wondering what role those archetypal energies did play in, in what happened after, you know, so as, as you've been living this relationship, um, how have you been consciously interacting with, with those archetypes? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, I always describe it as a beautiful dance. I, I always forget. I think it's in Hinduism. They call it the Leela. The dance between the the divine masculine and the divine feminine within, and how this played out in the, in our relationship. Also, there it has been a dance. In the beginning, I was very much in my masculine, in my divine masculine energy by really going without drama, going for what I wanted, be very clear, outgoing, almost. I don't like the word because it's overused so much, but almost this penetrative energy. Um, And then when Priska came to Holland and I had to wrap up my marriage and I wanted to wrap it up in the best way possible. So I wanted to really be there also for my ex-wife. Therefore, I could not be there for Priska in the way that she needed in in the moment. So she had to step very much into her own masculine. And I, because I was going through so much grievance and and mourning, um, she also had to hold me um, 
and this was needed and it was also beautiful because it also showed us that we can tap into both the energies within uh, from an open heart to really see what is needed in the very moment um, yeah but also in a relationship it mm. really it was a dance maybe yeah there are, I think there are def- different levels to that there's mm. this like very spiritual aspect to it and that we've always like kind of this was always in our relationship from the beginning but also on a very very down-to-earth level um, there were sometimes imbalances and because we were starting out as in, in such a beautiful harmony whenever we fell out of this harmony it was like oh almost unbearable <laughs> unbearable and um then we had many you know like very down-to-earth scream kind of conversation where it was like ah i feel hurt Ah, i can't take this anymore you know like really total normal stuff that happens to every couple um and it often had to do with somebody being too much in in an energy that he normally or they or she or i sorry what i want to say it's like that we were not in the in our in our the energy we normally feel at home in and when you have to be too much in a specific energy it really felt totally out of balance and this is when we also had like all kinds of you know shit fests yeah trigger fests and shit fests exactly if this makes sense if this also answers your question by the way yeah so Priska, i just want to make sure i understand so when you had to hold the other polarity that you weren't used to holding or just when is that when it felt super uncomfortable or well to say it very practically you know like when i came to holland and boston had his his divorce and then he had a burnout and then like i just was giving 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 and i was a lot of masculine and in my i had to hold space for everyone and i also was the one financially taking care of him because he was so drained from the from the divorce and i had to kind of hold everyone everywhere also his ex-wife was in the picture the kids like it was just i was just tired of constantly taking care of everybody and then all of a sudden it turned when i was like i'm here too and i need you to step up now i need you to also be more in your masculine again and that was so so beautiful like how we could really shift those things but this is what what ha- actually happened in in practical life mm, that's really helpful to hear that yeah thanks yeah. for that example mm-hmm. and yeah i'm sure that over the course of time it's just you know taking continual dedication and devotion on both of your parts to show up exactly. to yeah. whatever is going on and i love uh, i'm over the course of this conversation, I'm understanding um, a phrase that I read on your website of in a few places, choose love no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, living that's that. Our, that's our life's quote. And choose love no matter what is also directly connected to, because when we <clears throat> decided that uh, I would be her man and she would be my woman, um, we really literally spoke out to each other in some sort of a ceremony that we would always, no matter what, even if it would hurt the other person, would would speak our truth. Um, and this is this is completely interweaved in the love no matter what, because mm-hmm. if you love no matter what, you truth. also allow the truth and therefore also the shit to come up and have have, have a podium in in the the the, the space. It's like truth, freedom, and love are interconnected, and you can literally not take them apart. Um, at least this is how I or we see it. And therefore, by choosing love, you're choosing truth and freedom as well. I love that. Truth, freedom, and love are mm-hmm. all interconnected. 
Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the testimonials on your website are amazing. for your for your intimacy work and your your alchemical relationship work um and i saw a few times this testimonial of oh my gosh exactly after i worked with you in walked the love of my life into my (laughs) life (laughs) do you hear that a lot yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) it happens (laughs) so why do you think that is I really think it has to do with us being in this energy and probably having somehow these codes activated. And when people enter our fields, that they also kind of get touched by that. And it's not even so much what we are doing or saying. It's just more about how what we're being. This is just a theory, right? Because I cannot prove that, nor do I really know. But it's just probably what's happening. Because um, before, I was also coaching many people and... um, Never, this had never happened before, you know, that they all of a sudden just met and loved their life after working with me. So it, it has to do something with us being together. Yeah, it's also like how we live in our relationship. We also coach. So it's also like love no matter what. It's also about truth no matter what. So when we coach people, we also like call them very directly out on their bullshit and, and there's no uh, sugarcoating around. And always with love. Always course. with love. And I yeah. think but through this approach, people uh, get more and more comfortable with the beautiful soul that they actually are. Mm. With all the shadows, with all the wounds and the scars. Um, and when you can acknowledge and embrace, embrace this fullness of yourself, and you also dare to present yourself like that, this is what we believe is when the magic starts happening and when you can step outside magically as magically as you are, then the attraction start. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for being here. Thanks for, for walking the alchemical walk as an example for, for everyone and living your life out loud. I'm just going to ask here if there's anything that's, um, on your heart to share before we finish anything I didn't ask. No, I think you led this conversation so beautifully. And I really feel like we have touched base on so many beautiful things. Um, like from, from my yeah, side, yeah, nothing more me, to for, add. No, for me also, I, like you can call it an interview, but for me, it really felt like a collaboration and a, and a, a, a beautiful flow of of thoughts and perspectives and i really think uh, that you really are a beautiful host and you also have a very beautiful nurturing warming soothing voice yeah that's true <laughs> thank oh you. i could listen to you forever yeah uh, thank you so much i know i could talk to you all and hear your hear your stories um as you share them all day as well so thank you so much for being here Thank you you. so very much for having us. Yes. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, 
sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.